Hello everyone this is Maithili and thank you for joining me on this series of podcast The greatest blindfold humanity has ever discovered is the perceptual blindfold and Hindus in general have mastered the art of having several on When a self-declared revolutionary Shirji Usmani calls Hindu society rotten in an open conference when a fellow dharmic or a Sikh calls on to the trauma of sex slavery by using derogatory terms against Hindu women or let's just say when your Christian or a Muslim colleague uh, refuses to accept prasadam it doesn't even send a tremor down a Hindu spine indicating that the Hindu spine indeed has been made well averse from self-reflection In these series the, the series of chats we are going to look into some of the serious issues of perceptual blindness but i must warn you uh well it's not going to be very comfortable for 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 a demographic that is uh, that has bought into secular lies so let's get into it john burger wrote a book called ways of seeing in the book he writes about a concept called gaze that means how an individual group or a community at large views itself and others or members that do not comprise of themselves gaze has been used and misused in gender studies to a wide extent but it is fundamental to our understanding of the indian society today let us call what most hindus and dharmics are general in general are wearing um the secular lens now the history of the strange mix of uh, european enlightenment protestant christianity fox wokeism and indian values will perhaps take a book to explain but to simplify the concept i will introduce this definition secular lens has caused the natives of this land aka hindus buddhists sikhs jains and un, uh, and other indic faiths to misidentify the abrahamic goals of conversions proselytizing as that of equality and uh, as that of equality hence the secular lens has caused the last pagan stronghold of the world the rest being converted either by sword or by bags of rice or equivalents like cakes uh, philanthropy godly advice pastries etc you get the point to misconstrue their present and recent oppressors as saviors and friends now since this is an introductory podcast I must issue a flash warning because of the events of the past centuries across the world and the influence of european philosophies on us we live in a world wherein victimhood is celebrated and victims are a celebrated political class this is not to say that victims and oppressors do not exist in quote unquote real life scenarios as they do in perceptual scenarios but some have managed to stay at the top of this game take for example the whole narrative of justice around intersectionality 
it treats privilege and societal benefits as a measurable good based upon where you are born who you are or in short what you identify as <laughs> it doesn't stop here though if you have an exalted victim status you must have an oppressor class intersectionality is debatable and according to many quite bonkers but this serves as a right example of how scaling and measuring of victimhood's work if we look at the indian scenario the colonizers and invaders of the past have not found terrible mentions of being the oppressor class in the eyes of an indian wearing the secular lens and there are elaborate reasons for the same because hindus have lost the victimhood game explaining this phenomena is quite a simple task hindus adapted stayed resilient maintained their pagan stronghold throughout changing regimes organized themselves into social structures that were not easy to dismantle and never perceived themselves as complete victims because we are not theologically advised to do so yes you heard it right most of what has informed the world order for the past century for the past centuries is semitically influenced it would just take us a cursory look at the bible or the quran to find what the people of the book uh that means people who follow that one book think or are taught to believe about idol worshipers nature worshipers pagans or as they like to call us heathens or kafirs uh yes most of us do not do so are we scared that truth might be too much to disrupt our ways of seeing because one thing that hasn't changed from the past is that abrahamic religions take their uh, take their their religious education very seriously for the children their scriptures take disobedience as a primal sin for which the mankind was cursed do we really think this kind of perceptual understanding of creation at large of the cosmos at large would make any excuse for a non-abrahamic who doesn't care about a creator or thinks her creator is a plant or an ape or uh, all you see you're free to believe all sorts of ridiculous things but there is no excuse for um, all sorts of ridiculous ridiculous things in a semitic um, structure i hope that this is enough to at least set a thinking sticker although there is a lot more to say the truth is that the political events of the world have been theologically ordained and unfortunately the inspiration was taken from the semitic texts why else please think about it why else would someone shout it five times in your ears and in your neighborhood every day that there is no other god other than theirs this topic requires much more analysis from multiple points of view i will try and do do my best uh in the meantime i urge you to read conrad elst meenakshi jain sitaram goel and the likes please uh be tuned in for the other, for the other podcast as well i promise it's going to be very informative and very interesting 
थैंक यू फॉर ज्वाइनिंग मी थैंक यू फॉर ट्यूनिंग इन मच लव जय सिया राम